Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You're listening to Trickle Down Theories, where football knowledge is power. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now, here's Eric Trickle. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Trickle Down Theories podcast. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. On Trickle Down Theories, we talk about all things NFL, draft, signings, trades, rosters, team needs. And now that regular season's in full swing, we talk a lot about regular season. We do have a focus on the Denver Broncos, though, as I am an analyst with MileHighHuddle.com. It's been a week since I've gotten to you guys. I had to take some time away for some personal reasons, so I'm back. I'm not going to talk much about the Raiders-Broncos game. I mean, by now, you guys, by the time you're listening to this, the Chiefs and the Broncos have played. I mean, the Raiders game, that's two weeks ago. Hopefully, Denver walked away again from the Chiefs game with a win, and they're back on the right track. Just note, I am recording this on Monday morning prior to the game. So don't know the outcome yet, but hopefully on the next episode, I'm able to talk some great things about the game and a bunch of positives from the Broncos and most of all that they walked away with the win again. So today I'm not going to, as I said, I'm not going to talk much about the Raiders game by now. Everybody, they've heard all the analysis. Everybody's had their own, made up their own minds. They've probably, most, some of them probably have seen, some of you guys have probably seen the game the second time. But one thing is for sure that the Broncos do need help on the defensive side of the ball. And one thing that's really coming to mind, and I talk about this with my colleague Nick Kendall quite a bit, is Case Keenum, while he looks better than what the Broncos have had last year, at least on tape, the box score, the stats, they don't really show it. But he does look better on tape. There's a little bit more pocket presence. There's a little bit more poise. He's a little bit smarter with his reads sometimes. But he does have a lot of these issues, and a lot of his issues – that he has can be made up for with arm strength, but he just doesn't have it. So Denver might be looking for a quarterback of the future. I mean, that'll depend on Chad Kelly. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on. So today's episode is fully focused on what Denver can do to fix the issues that they have on their team right now with free agents or trades and what they can do to fix issues that might appear down the road in either right, either with the move right now by trading for someone that might be able to help now and down the road or possibly what they can do in the draft. Now, I'm not going to go much into the draft. Uh, as I said, I'm recording this on Monday, the 1st of October, and tomorrow, the 2nd of October, Nick Kendall is going to join me, and we're going to record another episode of Trickle Down Theories to make it up for you guys that I missed a week. We were planning on this last week, but again, as I said, I had to take some time off just for personal reasons. So we're going to get around to doing that this week. And then I'll also have some thoughts about the Chiefs Broncos game. So you guys will be getting three trickle down theories episodes this week. So hopefully you guys are excited for that. Um, hopefully I'm able to get it all edited and everything in time too. So as I said, I'm not going to talk much about the draft. Nick Kendall, he's going to join me for that. And we're going to, it's going to be solely focused on the NFL draft right now as they're what five weeks into the college season or however many weeks they are. The Broncos, at this point, they'll be four games into the regular season. 
we have a good idea of where, what the, where the Broncos are lacking. Of course, things can change down the road a little bit as in terms of players getting hurt or trades or things like that. But right now, we have a general idea, so that's why Nick and I are going to be doing that. Before I get into the players that Denver can look at right now to help their team now, I just want to let you guys know about Audible. It's a great sponsor of ours, and you guys can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can use it on your phone, your iPhone, your Android, your Kindle, MP3 player, just basically any electronic device, really. Again, it is www.audibletrial.com slash huddle up. I use Audible. It's fantastic for me. I love to read. I love to intake books, but I just don't always have the time to sit down and physically open a book. I'm sitting here. I'm watching my, I have my daughter to watch. I'm watching film. I have my day job. I work security at a courthouse. So I have all these things in my life that's going on, that I don't have the time to sit down and read. Whereas with Audible, when I'm watching film, I'm able to plug in headphones into my phone and play a book on there. And as I'm watching, I'm still t watching film. I'm taking in this book. I'm a big Star Wars nerd and there's a good bunch of good choices on there. And I'm able to, I mean, I have the physical copies of these books but I just don't have the time to sit down and read them. You guys are like me and you're too busy to sit down and physically read a book. Or even another thing I do is late at night when I'm tired, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I'm able to plug in the phone and then that's my reading. I'm able to relax. Don't have to worry about turning a page. Don't have to worry about keeping my wife up, be with the light to read or anything like that. I just am able to play the book on my phone and be done with it. And I'm just able to relax and get to sleep. Trust me, guys, Audible's great. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely need to check it out. Now, I have a bunch of names that I'm going to cover, and basically, they're all on the defensive side of the ball. The Broncos' issues on offense, they are more related to tight end and quarterback, and there's not much available at tight end, and Jake Butt's now hurt, so that really hurts, them, hurts their group there. But they did call up Brian Parker. One of my biggest issues with this Broncos, deep, Broncos tight ends has been that they haven't had a blocking tight end. Brian Parker brings that. Hopefully, he'll get some playing time because – Again, he brings that blocking ability to the tight end position that the Broncos have been lacking. Jeff Hireman, he can't he's not really that great of a blocker. He can be solid at times. Malakase, he's not very good. Jake Butt was horrendous as a blocker. So Brian Parker should hopefully bring stability there. And he also shows that he can offer some as a receiving threat. I mean, he's not going to pick up huge chunks of yards, but he's able to find the open spot, get hit and pick up a good good amount of yards every now and then. But, again, he's not that main receiving threat like Jake Butt was. Matt Lacoste is going to step into that role. And as for the quarterback, as I mentioned before, Broncos are kind of locked in with Case Keenum. I mean, if they if he goes down, they'll obviously bring in somebody while Chad Kelly starts. If Case Keenum gets hurt, knock on wood. But Denver, they need to be thinking about the future and everything like that, the position. But, again, that's more on that later. There's not really anybody available that the Broncos can get at quarterback that can help them right now. So that's why I'm not going to be talking about it as much and why I'm focusing so much on the defensive side of the ball, because there is a lot of guys available that can come in and bring some help to their help, bring help to this defense that where the Broncos need it. Now, one guy and the first guy I'm going to talk about is not so much that he's helps. Now, this is one of those guys that he not only he helps more so in the future. Domita Pecco, everybody knows that he's been great for the Broncos, but his contract is up after this year. So what do the Broncos do after he's gone? Do they bring him back? He's going to be, He's going to be 34 years old. Do they want to bring him back? Maybe on the short one-year deal, maybe two-year deal, but 
you have to start to wonder if that age is going to catch up to him. I mean, he's still a great player for them, but they need to think about getting younger at the nose tackle position. The New England Patriots a couple years ago took a guy in the first round that I absolutely loved. And I still do. I still think he's a good player, but he definitely needs a mentor. He definitely has some areas that he needs to work on and he's losing playing time in New England. They traded for Danny Shelton and Danny Shelton has come in and he's taken a lot of reps from him. And this guy is Malcolm Brown. He was a defensive lineman out of Texas. He's big. He's over 320 pounds. He can play that nose tackle position in the Broncos. They have, they like to one gap a lot and that fits him. He can get off the ball really quickly I just like what he would bring to the, to the table. I mean, he wouldn't really see much time now if the Broncos were to trade for him because the Broncos, they have their five-man rotation on the defensive line with Wolf, Gotzes, Harris, Pecco, and Kerr that Brown doesn't really get in there. But there's some guys on this defensive line that struggle to stay healthy. Domita Pecco, he missed time last year. Derek Wolf, he missed time last year. Zach Kerr, he struggled early on in the season last year because of injuries. And he didn't play much, missed some games because of it. So Malcolm Brown, he brings in some insurance for the depth now of a guy who can handle that nose tackle position. And I know they have Demarcus Walker, but before you started screaming at me about him, is there's a reason why he's not seeing time. He's a little bit behind of everybody else on the roster. And Malcolm Brown, if he comes in, yeah, he'll be a little bit behind too, just basically adapting to the playbook. But what Brown and Walker bring are vastly different. Demarcus Walker, he's that interior pass rusher. He's really quick. He likes to keep offensive linemen's hands off of him and push the middle of the pocket. Malcolm Brown, he's more of a run stopper who can push the middle of the pocket. So what they bring to the table is a little bit different. And with Pecco's age and future up in the air, bringing in this young guy now, he's able to learn for the rest of the season under Pecco. Maybe you bring Pecco back for a year and see what he can continue to do with Brown. And maybe Brown is the future. As I said, he's a former first-round pick, so it's up in the air if the Patriots will want to move on from him. But it really looks that way. There was a lot of talk that they were going to, they were going to cut him before they got down to their 53-man roster and those cuts to get down to their 53-man roster. And he's losing playing time. Danny Shelton, as I said, is he's taking those snaps away from him. So he might be available. Not sure what the Patriots would want for it. And it, I definitely don't think that the Broncos would want to give up much for him anyways. He's a nose tackle. You can find those tackles in the draft for fourth, fifth round picks. I think maybe that's about where you would want to try to get Brown for maybe a fifth round pick. And I'm just not sure after the Patriots spent a first round pick, if there'd be one to give him up for that little, I'd assume so. I'd assume that they would probably take anything for him, especially if they were seriously, if they were seriously considering cutting him on their cut downs at 53. Another player that I have is Dion Buchanan. I actually have a couple Arizona players on here and Basically, the reason is this team, Arizona team, is very bad. They have their quarterback of the future in Josh Rosen, but they need a lot of help on their offense. They need a lot of help on their defense. So you have guys on there who are high-round picks that aren't performing, and they have a veteran who's paid big. He's a good player. I'm going to talk about all three of them. Obviously, first up, Deion Buchanan. He does bring a little bit of what the Broncos were hoping Sula Cravens brings to the table. But Sula Cravens, he's out for another four weeks at least. So Denver, need they need somebody to help cover tight ends. Dion Buchanan, he's more of a linebacker than a safety, whereas Cravens is more of a safety than a linebacker, even though they do do a lot of the similar things. But Buchanan, basically, he'd be coming in and replacing Marshall. His coverage would be a little bit better. And for despite his limited size, he doesn't get pushed back 
quite as often as Marshall has been in the run game. So maybe it's not a huge upgrade there, but it's definitely a little bit of an upgrade where the Broncos are adding some great coverage ability from their linebacker position, which they're lacking because Brandon Marshall, he's the only one, and he's doing a good job in coverage. He's not taking tight ends. He's taking the running backs, but and he's doing well. But Todd Davis and Josie Jewell, they're really struggling in coverage. They're biting on play action. Buchanan, he's a little bit more disciplined on that. So it would definitely upgrade the group a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong, Josie Jewell, he had that great play in coverage against the Raiders. But outside of that, it hasn't been so great for him. So definitely a spot that the Broncos need to look at. Another guy from Arizona is Hassan Reddick. He's a guy that that the Cardinals just spent a first-round pick on, but he's not playing. He's barely seeing any snaps on defense. It was a different scheme. It was a different, it was a different regime that drafted Reddick, and now he's not seeing time. New coaches, there's word is that he's struggling there to get this playbook down, that the coaches don't really like him, his technique's still very raw, that they're just not sure what to do with him. Now, those questions won't be answered with the Broncos. They'll definitely be, it's definitely cause for concern. There's definitely issues there with him, but he's a good athlete. And the Broncos defensive coaches, they have a good linebacker coach, they have a good defensive line coach. And Maybe they can get something out of him. Maybe them working with him can get something. Maybe they can find that right way to use him. Again, he's a former first-round pick, but Arizona, they seem ready to give up on him. He's not playing. And for a guy who different regime drafted in the first round, basically you want to cut ties with him, I think Denver can get him for a red, relatively cheap. Same with Deion Buchanan. He's not seeing much time either. and He starts for them, but he gets pulled off the field quite a bit. The other guy, if you haven't guessed by now, is Patrick Peterson. And I know this has been a rumor, not so much a rumor, but has been a fan idea going around. I talked to sources within the Broncos organization. They all shut it down. So it's not really worth talking about. I mean, he's a good corner. I think fan, I think big reason why fans are taking to him is name recognition. They see Patrick Peterson and they think, oh, man, he's so great. I went and broke down his coverage for the last few years. And it's well, it's been good. It hasn't been great. He's not an elite corner by any means. He's a good corner that can make some plays, but he's going to give up some plays. This year, he's been really rough around the edges. Now, I, I will admit that I haven't charted the last two games of it yet because this has been a couple weeks since I charted it, since I charted him. And it wasn't very good those first couple weeks. I mean, he had an interception. He only gave up a couple catches. But there was a few times that he got beat badly. One of them was for a big touchdown that the receiver dropped. So there's definitely issues with him in coverage. He, he fits the scheme relatively well. I mean, it's not an ideal fit. He's got good athleticism, and it would definitely help shore up the Broncos cornerback group a little bit. But with what he's paid, I mean, he's on $15 million on the cap. And I, mean, I know the Cardinals will end up eating some of that if they were to trade him. But the Broncos, they just can't afford it. So they definitely – this isn't if they want to bring in a corner, Patrick Peterson just isn't the way to go. Good player, not elite, not great, not worth what he's paid. And name recognition is definitely makes some people, in my opinion, think that he's better than he actually is. Again, I'm not saying he's bad. He's good. He's just not great. And, I mean, to be honest, the Broncos don't need great. They just need good. But it's just a matter of what he's getting paid versus what he's worth. So. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you guys have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about it for 
weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit on all three, you'll turn $100 into $600. It's not just football. You can bet on all major sports. Take MMA this weekend. Conor McGregor steps into the octagon Saturday for his first UFC fight in two years. You can bet on things like whether he'll win straight up or whether Khabib will deliver a first-round KO. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. This is one bet I know you'll be happy with all season. My bookie has been in business for years, and they've got great reviews online, and their mobile site is really easy to use. If you're on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you got to join now because they'll be pulling that offer. Log on to my bookie right now and double your money. Use promo code theories one, T H E O R I E S and the number one, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code theories one. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, there's a bunch of other names that the Broncos can use to help their defense. And, I mean, it's from all over, from cornerbacks to safeties to linebackers. And there's a few linebackers that I have that I really want to talk about. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, oh, yeah, these guys are so likely to happen because, quite frankly, they're not. Christian Kirksey from Cleveland is a guy that Cleveland looks pretty good, and he's been missing time with injury. He's a little bit expensive. But he's still a good linebacker. He can help defend the run, and he's really good in coverage. Again, he'd he'd be an instant upgrade to this Broncos linebacker core. But the question is, will the Browns be willing to move on from him? KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner of Seattle. Now, Bobby Wagner is probably one of the more mis- one of the more least likely guys I have on this. My simple thinking is is that Seattle looks like they're about to enter a whole rebuild on the defensive side of the ball. At least they should. Bobby Wagner, he's expensive. He can free up some money. He's still young. So if you if they want to move on from him, then obviously Denver should be on be in on that. But I think that if they're rebuilding their defense, he's a piece that they'll want to keep. I don't see them moving on from him. Just an idea that came to mind. I don't see it as likely. Just something I wanted to throw out there. Now KJ Wright, he's one that I do see being as a as possible. And here's why: they have Shaquem Griffin. Quinn Griffin's been playing while KJ Wright's been hurt. He's been playing pretty well. KJ Wright, he's expensive. You can get a little bit cheaper. You can get a little bit younger. You can get even get a little bit healthier because, as I said, KJ Wright's been hurt a little bit, and Griffin's been out there playing. Wright's a good cover linebacker. He's solid against the run. He's a he's an upgrade to what the Broncos have, as is everybody else that I'm going to talk about. It's just a matter of they have a guy to replace him who's younger, who's cheaper, who's healthier. So why not move on from this guy? I mean, you're still keeping your centerpiece in Bobby Wagner, but you're trying to rebuild the whole defense. You could use that little bit extra money. You got to rebuild that offensive line. You can use this little bit extra money that they're going to have by freeing up KJ Wright. You're not giving up your centerpiece, as I said, in Bobby Wagner, but you're giving up another piece, but you have a replacement. So definitely something. Do I see Seattle doing it? Probably not, but I think that this is one that would definitely make sense for both sides involved. Now, the last two... Guys, I want to talk about, they play for the New York Giants and the Detroit Lions. First one is Ray Ray Armstrong. He's only seen about 60% snaps for the Giants. He's not playing much, playing a whole lot there. I mean, he's a decent special teamer as well, but he's good in coverage. He's a guy that would come in, upgrade coverage. He's not the best against the run, but Denver needs to figure out some way to stop tight ends in the middle of the field. 
Ray Armstrong, he helps there a little bit. Again, he's not great by any means, but he does help this Broncos linebacker core that needs help in coverage. And the other one is Jared Davis. I mean, he's playing almost 100% snaps. It's like 95% of this Detroit Lions defensive snaps. He's a former high-round pick, so why would the Lions want to get rid of him? Well, it's actually really simple. Despite him playing, from what I understand and what I've heard and the people I've talked to is he's playing simply because they don't have a better option. They have no idea what to do with him. They don't know how to properly use him. They don't think he fits their defense. So if that's the case, why not move on? He's not a great cover guy by any means, but he can help in the middle of the field. He definitely is an upgrade over Todd Davis. He might be even a little bit of an upgrade over Josie Jewell. So why not? But he was a high round pick. Detroit, they're playing him a lot, so maybe they're going to – they'll tell people that, hey, we want a high-round pick for him if they even want to move on from him. If what I've heard is true, that they don't view him as a fit, that they don't have somebody else, then that's kind of a double-edged sword with them. Do they just give up on him and roll with this better player and hopefully to find – or ho- roll with a different player and hope to find somebody else in the future, or do they stick with him and try to find a way to fit? Don't think it's super likely that they move on from him with how much he's seeing, but and especially with not knowing for sure with what I've heard if it's true or not. But there definitely seems to be something going on with Davis and the Lions. So if he is available, this is a call that the Broncos definitely should make. Now the rest of the guys that I have to talk about, they're all defensive backs. There's a few free agents, but I'm going to talk about a few guys that are that Denver would have to trade for. The first one. He's a safety corner hybrid. He can come down and play the nickel. He can take tight ends. That's Jimmy Ward out of San Francisco. He's only seeing about 50, about half the defensive snaps. They're definitely using him in a as a niche. They have three guys over him that are seeing a lot of time. Richard Sherman and Akella Weatherspoon, they're seeing a lot of action. Kawan Williams, he's seeing a lot of time as well. And they have a group of safeties that see quite a bit of time. They have Tart. They have Adrian Colbert. And I think the other one is Anton Exum. They're seeing a lot of action. So it's just a matter of where do you play Jimmy Ward? He's a corner safety guy, and he can come in and he can cover tight ends. He's a guy that he fits the Broncos defense. He fits what they want to do, and he upgrades something that is a weakness for them. Being able to have a guy who can take tight ends out of the picture for the Broncos was so key for this Broncos success because right now for this defense, having a guy who can take out the tight ends – is so key for this Broncos defense because they have their safeties. They're not able to help on the outside. Justin Simmons, he's limited to trying to, trying to stick in the middle. Darian Stewart, he's limited trying to play close to the line of scrimmage and take out these tight ends. Now, that's not going to change with Ward. They're still going to be playing a little bit differently, but it gives Simmons on the back end a little bit more freedom to roam. It gives Stewart the ability to go out and help the outside. It helps take the pressure off the corners. Because the safeties now, they can go help those corners on the outside. Because they have a linebacker who can take the tight end. They don't have to worry so much about the tight end because no linebacker can cover him. So it helps the defense having a guy who can cover tight ends. Jimmy Ward, he brings that. And as I said, he can cover the nickel. So if there's no, if they are comfortable with what they have at linebacker, Jimmy Ward can go out and take the nickel receiver, the slot receiver. He has some versatility. It'll help them be able to cover what they want to do and coverage a little bit, help disguise it, because as Chris Harris pointed out last week after the Raiders game, is that is an issue. The quarterbacks, they know where they want to go with the ball, and they know where they want to do it, go with the ball quickly, because there's no 
there's no disguising the Broncos coverage right now. That's something that definitely needs to work on. Jimmy Ward, he can help do that. He can help free up the safeties. He can help do a bunch of different other things. The other one is Cordea Tankersley. Now, Tankersley, he's barely been playing with the Dolphins. I don't th- I'm not sure if he's seen a defensive snap or not. He's just limited special teams, but he fits with the Broncos de- with the Broncos defense. He's got decent size. He really would help this cornerback group and give them another young piece that they could try to work and develop with. He played a lot last year. What I saw of him last year, he looked solid. Definitely some potential there. He's just not seeing time this year. Not sure what Miami will want to give up on him for, but this is a call that if you're the Broncos, you definitely make. He's 6'1", 200 pounds, fits the Broncos defense perfectly. He's just, it's a great fit for him. Definitely former third round pick. Definitely one that if you're the Broncos, you make this call. You make this call quickly and you try to get it done. He's young. He's inexpensive. He helps the defense, as I said. He gives you another young guy. Helps with the future as well. So definitely a call that if you're the Broncos, you've just got to make. Now, I still have a little bit that I want to get to. But before I do, I want to let you guys know that you guys need to become a Mile I Huddle VIP subscriber. Mile I Huddle's approach to covering the Broncos is not about reporting the news, though we do pride ourselves on breaking news as it's happening. It's the deep dive, the film reviews, the X's and O's, the, that kind of stuff that we really pride ourselves on. Being able to break down plays and tell you everything that's going on. The issue is, is that we save our that content for our VIP subscribers, for our premium members. So that's why you guys need to become a Mile Huddle VIP member. You guys get access to everything we write, all 100% of it. You get access to our insider forums, which is where anytime we get insider information from the Broncos, that's where it goes. So you guys are able to get information that not everyone has because either A, other reporters, they don't have it. B, they don't want to put it out. Or C, for some reason, they're unable to put it out because let me tell you, we get information that we can't always put out because our sources don't want that information out there at the time. It's something that we can sit on and wait, wait on and things like that for one reason or another. So we can't always put it out there, but when we do get it, there it is. You guys last in March, you guys would have known about the whole situation with CJ Anderson weeks before anybody else was talking about it for one reason or another. They either didn't know or just weren't putting it out there for some reason or whatever, but we had it. We put it out there. You guys would have known about it to become a, Mile Huddle VIP you guys, and get access to all that, you guys got to click on the green banner at the top of the website and click monthly or annual option, and you guys are locked in. You get access to everything. As I said, you guys need to pull the trigger. You guys have my word. You will not be disappointed about it. This is the best Broncos film content there is anywhere on the web. Now, the last few guys I want to talk about when it comes to fixing this defense, they're all free agents. They're definitely free agents for a reason. Their play either hasn't been great, there's concerns with injuries, this or that. There's definitely something there. Quentin Rollins, he's a corner safety hybrid type guy. His play was solid, but he makes he does make quite a bit of mistakes. David Amerson, his coverage isn't the best, but he can he has a knack for getting interceptions. Sean Smith, he's very up and down, entry concerns, attitude concerns. And then Jarris Bird, who in his prime, he was a playmaker, but he signed a big contract and just kind of faded off the face of the earth. All five of these guys, all four of these guys have serious concerns, but they do help the Broncos in one form or another. 
It gives them a guy who can help take tight ends. It adds to their depth. Maybe improves their depth a little bit. Maybe Sean Smith, David Amerson, or Quentin Rollins can help improve the cornerback depth. Definitely gives them a guy who can help take tight ends out of the picture. Definitely something that the Broncos need to look at. But as I was saying, is that there is a reason why these guys are not on a roster right now. I can't say for sure what it is. Their tape, while it's not great, it's not awful, there's still some ability there. They do provide a service with the Broncos that the Broncos do need. They have these issues. It's just a matter of where are they at with their fitness? Where are they at with their health? Are they capable of coming in and picking up the playbook quickly to make an impact? All concerns with every single player I talked about. These guys, as I said, they're definitely here free agents for a reason, but maybe they're worth looking at at this point because there just isn't that much left. If the Broncos don't want to make a trade or if the player's too expensive or whatever, free agents, that's the way you want to go because that's where you can get the help without having to give up a pick or without having to pay an expensive contract that you may have to cut other players to fit in. You can sign these guys for very cheap and then come in and help. I do want to add that when I initially made this list, it was before Eric Reed signed with the Panthers, and Eric Reed was on this list as well, as was Bashad Breland, who signed with the Green Bay Packers. Those are two players that I would have really loved for the Broncos to bring in. They definitely would have helped this Broncos defense, but there's obvious there was obviously reasons Bashad Breland had help and Eric Reed and that whole thing there, which I don't really want to get into. But those are two other guys that I thought that could have helped this Broncos. Now, before I get to the college stuff and finish this off, and as I said, it's not going to be a lot of college stuff. It's not going to be super in-depth. It's just going to be quick little takes here and there. I want to remind you listeners to give us a click and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. We're now on Spotify as well and Spreaker. Don't forget to share us on Facebook and Twitter. We wouldn't be here today without you listeners. So as a call to action, please take the time. Go to iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, rate, subscribe. Let your voices be heard on how well you enjoy the show. This is so much appreciated as, again, you guys are the ones who enable us to do what we love to do. Now, the quick college that I'm going through is just basically a, couple, a few top fives. Basically, quarterback, linebacker, interior defensive line, and cornerback. Three things I have identified as needs for this Broncos team. Tight ends, I wanted to do, but I haven't really watched enough of the tight ends to have some idea of a top five for them. I do know I like Noah Fant. And I do know I like a guy from Missouri quite a bit from what I've seen of them, but I haven't really broken them down. These are guys that I have done some film stuff on. So for my quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, he's my number one. Dwayne Haskins, he's my number two. Haskins, he was up and down against Penn State, but I like the tools that he brings. Brian Lewerke from Michigan State. Drew Locke. All the physical tools are there. Are there. I just question the mental game. Will Greyer. I have serious concerns about him and his play. There's definitely upside there. He definitely can make some throws. And then he makes such boneheaded moves at times that you just get so frustrated. On the interior defensive line, obviously Ed Oliver, Jeffrey Simmons, Roquan Davis, Rashad Lawrence, and Dexter Lawrence. Those are my top five guys right now. Defensive line is so stacked. Now, Joey Bosa, he's not on there because he, he's, I didn't, he's classified as an edge before you get all upset about that. He's not on there because I'm not looking at edges. And he qualifies as an edge. Defensive line, so stacked. I mean, it's picking hairs basically. After Oliver, it's picking hairs as to who you have over who. This is the way I like it right now. I'm sure it'll change between now and the draft. 
linebacker Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson and Devin White. They're my one A and one B. I like some things that Mac that Mac Wilson does a little bit better, and I like things that White does a little bit better. I can't really again. It's like defensive line. It's picking hairs between the two. Patty Fisher hasn't been so great for me this year. I'm kind of falling down a little bit on him. I only reason why he's still here is because I haven't done much work on linebackers as a whole. I've only basically watched these five guys, and even then, it hasn't been a whole lot of it. Patty Fisher is probably the one I've done the most on, and I've been really disappointed with it. Borland from Ohio State, he's a guy that I like a little bit. I definitely want to see more of him. And Kone from Notre Dame, he's another guy. I like what I've seen, but I definitely need to see more. And then cornerback, the obvious number one is Greedy Williams. I mean, this guy is so – it's just great. I mean, he if Denver can land him, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. He's so good at what he does. I mean, it's, it's hard. you have to really nitpick to find a flaw in his game. After that, it's really weak. There's a definitely a few guys that I've watched that I'm curious about, I'm intrigued by, and basically that's who made this list. Byron Murphy, I'm really intrigued by him. I like what I've seen of him. Reminds me a little bit of a keep to lead with his attitude and how he plays the game. Lavert Hill, Chris Boyd, and Michael Jackson. Those are guys that I've seen a little bit of. I'm intrigued by. I definitely want to see more. As I said, it's still really early in the draft season. A lot's going to change. And when Nick and I sit down and record tomorrow, we're definitely going to break these guys down and many more in more depth. So you guys will have to tune in for that. That's just my top five for four positions that I identified as needs that the Broncos have right now. And with that, I want to thank you guys for listening to Trickle Down Theories. Please leave a like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, at Eric Trickle. You can always reach me on there with any kind of question. I'm more than willing to respond. I love the interaction with you guys, the fans, listeners, and readers of our content. So, again, we wouldn't be here without your support. So I thank you guys for that. Also, please follow at Huddle for all of our written work from MileHuddle.com. And at Huddle Up Pod for all the podcasts that come out about the Denver Broncos. Also, keep an eye out or an ear out or just follow my Twitter account because I do do periscopes on there pretty regularly. I, again, this last week, for personal reasons, I haven't been on there. But that's definitely going to bounce back and change going forward. I had a great time with you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I'll be back again in the future. I'm your host, Eric Trickle. Thank you guys for listening to Trickle Down Theories. And please have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Trickle Down Theories. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.